Blog Talk Radio. A light in the darkness and a really fun guy from Texas. Aedes' new book and Trevor Douglas at four in the morning. It's Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan of Music Friday Live, your host today, even though I have a little bit of a sore throat, and I'll try not to cough on you, or at least if I do, I'll hit the cough button. (laughs) I want to say welcome to our listeners from the CyberStationUSA.com network and all the radio affiliates on the East Coast who will be playing the show later tonight. If you have questions or comments of our guests, you can call in live, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You know, if you're listening to us on a podcast or you're listening to us overnight or you listen to us in England, those of you in England, the Artistic uh, uh, Echoes Network are going to hear us tomorrow. Send them in by email and we'll forward them on to, to our guests. Well, before we introduce our guest, um, if you've not heard it, I want you to take a listen, not now, obviously, but later. Um, to the song One of These Days, which is a song written and recorded by Nathaniel Smith and Mikhail Godwin, who are together known as the Cold Weather Sons. The song is Lament for the Town Burned in the Campfire Last Month, Paradise. The pair lost their homes and their recording studios in that town, but they haven't lost their touch with music, and you can find that touch on NPR's morning show, um, the morning edition. So it's, it's a profound experience. Another profound experience is knowing one of the strongest women I've ever known, who is re- renowned through the uh, indie music community as Aidi the Muse. She's an award-winning pop folk singer, a songwriter, an artist, a playwright, a former scientist, and an author. Name is Lisa Snyderman. She's recently released her memoir, of creating music, plays, and performances in the face of a debilitating disease. The book, A Light in the Darkness, is not only inspirational, but it's a great read. And as long as I have known her, Lisa has been a source of joy, creativity, and strength. Uh, Lisa, welcome back to Music Friday Live. We haven't talked, I think, since 2015, but it's really good to hear your voice. To be back. Thank you for having me. I understand that you've got the same frog in your throat that I have in mind, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do increase. the best we can and perhaps share, uh, you know, remedies while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I've got my cough drops lined up here next to the uh, the microphone. Well, today we want to talk about your book, A Light in the Darkness, and I want to read a little excerpt from it. <clears throat> Some days I feel as if I haven't yet made peace with my limitations, with the hard and indisputable fact that I'm no longer invincible. Accepting my new normal in terms of stamina and a radically changed lifestyle has been harder, even than accepting that I have a chronic disease. But I'd much rather live my life than sit around waiting for it to happen. If this is the life I have now, then I had better make the best of it. I can't and don't ask why I have this autoimmune disease. I only ask what I can learn from it and what I can teach. I have embraced the African proverb, when the music changes, so does the dance. Wow. Could you tell us what happened to you? Yes. So I've been battling for more than 10 years 
a rare progressive muscle weakness disease. It's hard to pronounce. It's called dermatomyositis. And if it's untreated, it attacks and weakens my immune system and my muscles. And I've been dealing with the challenges of managing this, trying to find the right combination of those treatments and drugs and therapies since about 2008. So picture yourself. It's six weeks before you're getting married, you're about to go on tour to promote your first full album, and you're working full-time. And imagine you get a skin rash and you go to the dermatologist's office, and and you think he's going to give you some cream, right? And instead he tells you you have an unpronounceable disease and refers you to a rheumatologist, and you're only 35. So that sets the stage for what happened in 2008. And the worst was a flare in 2010, What happened is I was hospitalized for a month with complete muscle weakness and then confined to a wheelchair and forced to undergo rehabilitation for many months to relearn the basics, such as how to sit, stand, walk, play, and sing again. So that that sets the stage for what happened many years ago. But, But since then, of course, you have gone on to produce numerous albums and shows and win... Uh, 40 awards. I was uh, privileged to attend one of those awards ceremonies with you. And you have just been an incredible, magnificent creator. Um, But at some point, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you came to the realization that you were using the the persona of Aidy the Muse to kind of shield yourself from from the awareness of your disease. And you decided to embrace it with this book. Am, Am I kind of close there? Yeah, very, it's a very way, apt way of saying that. I like how you put it. So what I say is my story is persevering through this darkness that I call DM. That's the, people can say DM, not dermatomyositis, <laughs> by obsessively turning to creativity to express and as a healing path. And so by doing that, I was basically hiding behind my persona 80, the, you know, the one you've known me for all these years. Right, where I was able to create songs, albums, quirky folk pop, musicals, you know, uh, all these different creative expressions. But what I also realized is that my story and my purpose is becoming a light in the darkness. And that means that I have to allow myself to be vulnerable and offer support and compassion and inspiration and connection to those who need it. And I've learned, for me, that's, that's especially people experiencing transformation. That might be illness, it might be disability, but it also can be unexpected life challenges. So it's almost like the way I look at it is I had been living with DM for more than eight years, and it hit me I had never really processed my illness. I never let myself really feel deeply all of the losses that happen, right, when you're not independent anymore when you're not able to move your muscles, when you, you know, have kind of a, a, a staircase that you're diving into in chronic illness. And by not processing it, I turned to creativity, right? I just said, I'm going to be AED and, and, you know, use that. But it doesn't go far enough, right? I had a yearning to be part of something bigger, and I realized I need to give back and share my story so that I could encourage and inspire others. You know, you just mentioned staircase, and that that triggered off a memory of something I, I guess I read or heard about you. Um, 
you were at an event not too long ago that required you go up six flights of stairs, and that really revealed your vulnerability. And I wonder if you could tell our audience about that so they can understand exactly what you have to go through. Do you remember that? I do. I was asked to uh, participate in an indie collaborative event uh, and play, you know, play a song. As part of that, it was a trial because the elevator was out. So what would have been maybe, you know, an easier event to go ahead and, and navigate became very difficult because of my muscle disease. And so I struggled with the six flights of stairs. And I basically got to the top and was so winded and so wiped out that I collapsed. But what I decided is that, and I was first on. So what I decided is I would just go on. And whatever came out that was authentically me, that was more important to me than perfection. In fact, you'll hear me today. This is my voice, right? Um, We're playing a show on Sunday. My hope is that I'm going to have much more than this, right? But whatever it is, I have to be okay with the fact this is what happens. You know, living with a chronic illness is exactly that. It's not me talking about a journey that happened in the past. This is an ongoing, right? And so I mm-hmm. need to embrace the fact that whatever is happening, that's, that's what it is and that's what will be. And and it's and it's okay to be vulnerable and authentic. People respond to that. We are talking with uh, Lisa Snyderman about her new book, A Light in the Darkness, and you can talk with her too. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. And some of you already are emailing us, so um, I probably don't need to give out the address. But it's Music Friday Live at Gmail dot com. Uh, here's a couple of emails here. Um, Roscoe in New York wants to know if you ever plan to write songs about DM or your life with it. Oh, that's lovely. So some of the songs that I've written have definite parallels to my journey. Uh, Perfect Day is an example of a fan who confided in me about a muscle disease that he had, and it was only after writing it, Imagining Life Through His Lens, that I understood that that was actually about my own journey and acknowledging my own limitations. Uh, So there are some songs that are like that. I actually just wrote a song that we're going to be playing as a collaborative closing number on Sunday called Keep Shining uh, that also is, you know, uh, a uh, autobiographical, you know, on my own journey. Um, So I'm starting to, to do that, but I also acknowledge that part of the creativity is just allowing whatever's coming out, whether, you know, be that musicals, et cetera. I realize that that helps me process. And in fact, I was creating songs and characters in my musicals that mirrored my own struggles with light and dark without even knowing it. You know, I want to play um, uh, some of your music here because uh, people, I think will understand a little bit about the talent that you've, gone ahead with even though you've been dealing w- with that struggle um I'm, I'm getting but i want to go through some of the more uh s- some of these emails uh in addition uh, for, before we do that um and this is an interesting one um mary t in la wants to know what caused your dm is it environmental Whew. 
uh, that is the $100,000 question, right? Um, <laughs> these kinds of diseases that are autoimmune are often called idiopathic, and that means that there are not one cause. There's lots of hypotheses, including um, something like a viral infection. Some people have heredity issues. You know, some people think it could be something environmental that could cause it, right? There's so many triggers, and it really depends on all of your, um, you know, variables. But there's never a pinpoint for what causes these kind of autoimmune diseases, unfortunately. So all we can do is just treat the symptoms because there's no cure. Absolutely no cure. There's, um, you can just handle the symptoms, that's all? Correct, yeah. But I'm actually fortunate because this type of myositis, which is, again, a muscle disease, think of it like a lupus, you know, a rheumatoid arthritis kind of a condition. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they, this kind of myositis has treatments. There are certain kinds that, you know, don't uh, respond effectively to treatment. So I've, I consider myself fortunate from that. Uh-huh. Um, we have uh, one here from Renee in San Francisco, <laughs> where you are, and she says, I read that you go to Los Angeles to record your music. There are studios in San Francisco and Oakland. Why do you take the trouble to go to L.A.? Ah, so this was in 2010, mostly when I was doing recording in L.A., and that's because I collaborated with an amazing producer who was out of L.A. And just FYI, since that point, we collaborated on five albums, including three of the uh, um, musical audiobooks. And since the time that I started, you know, dealing with my illness, that producer came up to San Francisco to me, and we did most of the recording where we could at my house. So it was definitely an accommodation. But at the time, I honestly, I was in denial. I, I wanted to pursue my dream. I was so excited to be able to work with people, you know, like who had played with Fiona Apple and, you know, um, you know, wow. the, the greats in my eyes. Yeah. And so wow. I had opportunity to work with them. Wow. Definitely worth the trip. Well, I said I was going to play yeah. some, some of your music because people have been asking me to play some of your music. So I'm going to play an interesting song here. This is called Unthinkable. happened again this time it's clay the kingdom's in a trance the kingdom's in a fog we wake each day but can't say what we're doing here at all unthinkable unthinkable the unthinkable has happened wonder haven's going to fall unthinkable my wand is surely broken and i can hardly fly it's like the magic disappearing right, right before, before our eyes. I think I was in potions class. I might have been in bed. When Zoroaster head magician vanished. Is he dead? The kingdom's in a daydream. The kingdom's in a haze. We tell each other something but forget just what we say. Unthinkable. Unthinkable. The unthinkable has happened. Wonder Haven's going to fall. Unthinkable. You know, I, I picked that song um, because, as far as I can see, there is nothing unthinkable for you anymore. That uh, it, it is kind of ironic, almost. Um, I don't know. Do you think I was off base on that? <laughs> well, I want to explain just for a second the context. So that comes from 
one of the musicals called Do You Believe in Magic? And that is a, you know, a big ensemble number. But I think the idea behind it is, again, uh, escaping in some fashion into the realm of fantasy and creativity, which allows me to not focus on the illness so much, right? The way I look at it is when I'm there, I'm in my place of joy. Um, I'm, it doesn't mean the illness disappears. But it does mean, it's like those moments, have you ever been in a place where you don't look at the clock and all of a sudden, you know, six hours pass and you're Mm -hmm. doing something that you love so much that you're lost in the flow. And that's what happens to me when I, you know, when I'm in this this creativity uh, space. Well, speaking of a creativity space, uh, I understand you're going to be creating one um, this Sunday, isn't it? Isn't that true? Yes. So the history, a little bit of history of this is that when I wrote my memoir, right after I did a little soul searching and considered how to share my story, realized I most wanted to collaborate with other artists creating to heal. So in May, I put out a call to passionate musicians and artists who have turned to creativity. And I got so much interest that we actually created not only a community on Facebook, but an event where we could share stories. So this has grown to a collaboration with more than 50 artists. And part of what I see this as is giving people who are interested access to participate and share, which can't happen if you just have one place in geography. You know, like if I say we're having an event in San Francisco Bay Area. So I opted to record interviews over the last several months And we have 45 artists that have participated. And right now I'm sharing on my website all of the interviews with artists who create to heal. And it's going to culminate on December 16th with a live stream of of live performances in the Bay Area from nine artists. And then interspersed with highlights from all of these 45 artists. We're having a multimedia day and anybody that's tuning in can tune in live stream. And they can do that by going to a light in the darkness dot info forward slash videos. And that's where they can find the live stream. So I'm very excited about that. That's a light in the darkness. You want to say that again? A light in the darkness dot info forward slash videos. V I D E O S. Yep. Do you um do you plan on on continuing this as as, as a regular uh, program that you do? I plan on continuing the community of artists who are creating to heal. And what I am thinking is having different kinds of products that come out. For example, we may do a documentary from footage from all of these artists, and then from this uh, live streamed recording. You know, we may also do a song. I said I just wrote a new one called Keep Shining. So I imagine having a collaboration, you know, between the artists who are participating. Um, You know, so different kinds of things. And then perhaps an event next year in the same fashion. But we'll see what happens. You know, I watched one of those, um, uh, your series, The Art of Healing, uh, yesterday with Chris Hennessy. And uh, I'm just wondering, who who else have you uh, interviewed in the past? Who else has been part of that? Oh, God. Well, I've got so many different artists that are artists, musicians, and authors. So depending on, you know, anybody that 
deals with chronic illness or attacks on the body, dealing with my illness, uh, dealing with living with cancer, people like Tony J. Salimi, who's a, um, a renowned uh, author, uh, Deborah Johnson, Megan Senio, you know, different authors, uh, and then people in the Grammy community that are friends of mine. Um, so it, it, what's amazing to me is that kind of is not singular to just music, right? I could have said, I'm a musician, I just want to deal with music. But instead I said, uh, there, we are artists, you know, and it transfers, it goes beyond these different mediums. Exactly. Creativity is creativity, and regardless of the medium. Um, I imagine that, that you get responses back from people who either hear your Hear, hear that series or see you or, or, or read the book. In fact, I understand that you got one back uh, from a man who's on a, a respirator and talked to you about what you, how you inspired him. Do you, can you tell us about that? Yeah, that was the, actually the gentleman that I was sharing who was the uh, spark for my song, Perfect Day. So what happens sometimes is that I will get very inspired by fans who will write, and share how something I'm doing, you know, is inspiring them. In that case, it took the form of a song, you know, um, and, and in other cases, what it really does is remind me of the kind of impact, you know, that I can have. The way I look at it is that I am here to foster healing. And I say that I'm, you know, giving your creative spirit wings and inspiring you to share your story. So I think what it means is that it is an opening, right? Well, when we share our stories, we can allow others telling us. And that's exactly why Lights in the Darkness started is when I said, I'm going to be vulnerable and share some of mine. I got so many people to write and say, here's my story, you know, and, and it was an opening. And that's exactly what this is becoming is more of just a sharing. And that all promotes healing. Wow. Well, this is, uh, I, I can see that uh, another book is, is sort of being created <laughs> online here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe all these stories will be edited into right. volumes. Yeah, why not? Huh? Right. Um, right. That was the next asking. thought, right, is lights in the darkness. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> a thousand points of light in the darkness. No, we don't want to do that. Um, uh, you know, we're almost out of time, but I just wondered, uh, are you, do you have any more music productions planned? Oh, so I, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I still continue to write and record and release, you know, singles or unreleased singles here and there. It just depends, honestly, where my muse is taking me. I have embraced the fact that everything I do is art. And it's taking different forms, to be honest, right? So I came full circle from music to music videos, to a musical theater, you know, to book, to different kinds, to possibly documentary. And I'm embracing all of it because it is me. I'm the artist, you know, and, and I want to um, acknowledge that. It, will music be part of that? Of course, right? Do I think I'm going to be putting out another album this next year? Probably not for where I'm at. <clears throat> but I will definitely continue to, you know, keep exploring all these forms. Well, I'm going to continue following you as you explore all those forms. <laughs> uh, and uh, I you. completely agree with you that, that creativity is, is regardless of the medium. And uh, 
And yeah. what you're doing is just another form of it. Um, we are, unfortunately, our form of creativity here is about out of time. <laughs> right? uh, so before you go, remind people once more where they can get the book. Absolutely. Uh, it's a light in the darkness dot info. And I will uh, end by saying, live in your place of joy, share your story and keep shining your light. Okay. And also it's available on amazon.com too, which is where I got mine. Well, Lisa, <laughs> thank you so much for this book and for being with us today. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to continue to follow uh, what you're doing. And um, just thank you for being you. (laughs) Thank you for having me today. And I hope people tune in. Again, it's a live stream. So we're making it, you know, accessible to anybody who wants to join in. Thank you. Okay. That was uh, Lisa Snyderman. The book is A Light in the Darkness. And if you're in the Bay Area, you can go in person to an event at the Dragon Theater in Redwood City, 1 p.m. Log on to Facebook and watch the broadcast. Don't forget the Art of Healing videos on our website, uh, A Light in the Darkness uh, uh, info. And of course, while you're there, buy the book. Okay, we're going to take a break right now. When we return, Trevor Douglas at four in the morning. Don't go away. Hi, it's Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here. And uh, as you heard that we are on Stitcher, I want to give you a little sample of the music uh, of our next, um, our, our next guest, Trevor Douglas, because, well, he's just, a very unusual person. Here it is. This is Stay By Your Side. I see The weight's on your shoulder Autumn leaves and we feel older He gave his attention to someone else Thought he could leave your heart on a shelf You don't need that girl You couldn't see through all of his lies And start in the fight to no compromise You don't need that girl And I promise you that I won't ever lie that's uh, by our next guest, and he—I've seen him live. He is so much fun that uh, uh, I would just had to have him on. In fact, I saw him in, in uh, Trevor Douglas in L.A. not too long ago, and I was so blown away that I invited him on the show right there while he was standing on the stage. What he can do with the guitar, electronics, and his voice, and more importantly, his creative imagination is amazing. He not only tickles your ears with beats and chords and hooks, but he tickles your mind with lyrics and layers and loop pedal gymnastics, the likes of which I have never heard. So no wonder this Texas native was a finalist on American Idol and was a winner in uh, Hard Rock Rising last last year. He is open uh, last year. <clears throat> he is open for the Jonas Brothers and he appeared in lots of other great places. But the thing is, the thing that really caught my eye was the TED Talk. 
he gave on creativity and what and why it makes us different. Creativity is one of those things that makes him different and outstanding, along with his talent. And I'm really happy to welcome Trevor Douglas to Music Friday Live. Hi, Trevor. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going well. I understand you're on the road right now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I played my last show last night. Um, and, oh, where was I? You're asking where was me? I, guys? <laughs> where, where was the show? Oh, it was Philadelphia. Sorry. I had to ask my tour mates. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, this is my first real tour, man. So I'm still getting adjusted to all the different city every night stuff. Like, be like, I'll forget what state I am. Um, the biggest fear I've had is um, being on stage and yelling the wrong city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do it. Do you have a show tonight, too? Uh, not tonight, no, no. Last show was tomorrow. It was yesterday. Okay, uh, great. Take but I have now. some shows coming up at Six Flags back home in Dallas that I am super excited for. Um, it's just like I've, I've played gigs there like my whole life, and it's cool to be going back to that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I mentioned um, that you make amazing music look easy. So how did that happen? Where did the talent and the vision come from? Did you go to music school? Uh, yeah, so I um, I started out super young taking violin lessons when I was uh, like two, two years old. Um, I never progressed with the violin. I never got very good. Uh, but then I started adding on more instruments, um, piano, um, the guitar, drop the guitar, drum, pick the guitar back up. Um, and then around middle school, I started taking at this like contemporary pop vocal, like pop uh, music school called Septian in Dallas, um, and that's when I really started getting into doing music as, like, a contemporary artist, um, and I took voice lessons there, I took songwriting, I took guitar, drum, piano lessons there, um, and then uh, around the end of high school, I stopped doing that, um, and ever since then, I've just been teaching myself. Um, well, you seem like to be a pretty good teacher. Pedal. I, it's just, it's just you know, being honest with yourself, uh, critiquing yourself, not getting too big for your head, for your own head, because um, uh, that's it's easy to be like, oh, I'm so good, but when you're always seeking improvement, it's uh, it's a lot easier is to be critical of yourself. Well, I want to ask you about um, your your musical vision. Um, your TED talk yeah. was about creativity being a quality that makes us human. Um, can people, artists like yourself? cultivate creativity can they develop it is is that word is that what you've been doing um for me i just try and seek as many avenues uh to be creative as possible i thrive when i if i'm like i i don't just try and do music for creativity i might try and just write words like just write lyrics uh like like poems or i might just write uh short stories or i will um go to an art museum or I'll make a stupid video and put it on YouTube. Um, for me, I, I thrive when I'm doing as many creative endeavors as possible. Um, um, so that's, 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 what I, that's what I try. And, and that's honestly how I spend my free time, too. That's the kind of stuff I do for fun. Well, um, I want to give our audience a, a little sample of what you do for fun, because it's fun for us and of that of that creativity. <laughs> okay, so this is problems. Girl, you told me that's what you needed. 
That's in my face Yeah Cause you were coward and that was easy Not only a great song, but it's really an interesting assemblage. How, how did you put that together? Probably one of my cooler tracks production-wise um, for that song. Because um, I, I produced all those tracks solely by myself. Um, eat all those six songs I did on my own. Um, that one specifically, so it's about a girl who uh, drunk kissed me at a party um, in high school. And it was a girl I liked that I had a relationship with. We'd broken up. Um, but I wanted it to feel like it took place at a party. So I put in sounds from a party. So I recorded sounds of, like, people talking. Um, I even asked some of my friends to send in, like, them talking, and I just I put it in there. So there's, like, crowd noise. I also have, like, people opening cans, like they're, like they're drinking drinks, um, and then, like, pouring the drinks. I have a door being shut. Um, and I don't, I don't know how much you're on Twitter, man. But did you ever see that? It was like a meme. It was like, oh, what, um, what call out my name would sound like upstairs at a party. And basically, <laughs> it would just be like, it would just be like uh, they took out all the high frequencies. And that's what goes on in the bridge. It's supposed to be, oh, we went upstairs. And like the door shuts. That's what the shutting door is. Oh, I also have, um, I took a glass, filled it with ice, took a metal uh, straw, and like, Stirred it around. There's like a little twinkling in the second verse. Um, Sounds like but, you're, in yeah, addition so to I, being a, a musician, you're also a folio artist, too. A folio artist? It's fun. But so I wonder. I, I love when I record. I, I try and think about where does this take place. Uh, I did that with Dandelions, too. Um, yeah. I, I think which, about where does this take place. before you came on. Um, oh, definitely. Uh, and we're going to play again. Now, can, when you go on stage, can you do exactly or pretty close to what we just heard? Uh, yeah, so I use synthetic sounds that I don't imitate. Uh, synthetic sounds, like like MIDI instruments, uh, synthesizers. Um, but I, I try and sort of replicate it to an extent. Uh, pretty soon I'm actually going to start bringing on a drum pad with me on stage. And what's going to be cool about the drum pad, I just bought it. I haven't had time to implement it yet, but I can upload sounds to the drum pad so I can have a synthesizer with me on stage that I hit. Uh, and it'll play some of the same drum sounds, maybe some of the same synthesizers. Because I can program any sound. I can program like like uh, chords into there for me to hear. Yeah. Uh, but no, for the most part, it's pretty much all acoustic on stage. Um, it's just no, me, it's, my acoustic guitar, and then a bass guitar. It's it's interesting that you're saying bringing a drum pad on because one of the things I noticed about your live performance is that your ability to use a guitar like a percussion instrument. Yeah. So now yeah, you're going to add another cool. percussion instrument. <laughs> well, so what's going to be cool about this is then I can have uh, not just the drum, the guitar drum. I can maybe have like uh, some crap drums. I can have an 808 
but I can also put like like take this back. I'm real excited to use it to take this back because it's hard to replicate those real eighty sounds, you know? Yeah. Um, like that cowbell. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm real excited to upload that into there and, and just play with it. I, I don't even know what I can do with it. I just know that there's a lot of possibility. Hard to imagine you on stage with a cowbell. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I wanna play another one of your songs, uh, and change the mood a little bit here. Um, this is your song Pressure. Girl, I'm looking at a face I don't recognize today myself Don't know what to say, things ain't the same I felt That we lost a way, the street is two ways And girl, and everybody Keeping to themselves, I know you're sorry to hell If this was real Can you tell me what you felt Cause it feels like it's over now There's just too much pressure There's just too much pressure You know, in, in listening to you and seeing you on stage it, it, It's hard to think of you as feeling too much pressure You have such self-confidence on stage Where, where did that uh, song come I, from? Uh, so there was just uh, the girl. There was a girl in my life, man, and uh, felt like we were putting a lot of, well, you know, for lack of a better word, pressure on the relationship. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of like uh, I wanted to start it over, you know, because things were so freaking great uh, when we first started out. Uh, but sometimes things happen, and they just kind of even even if you apologize and take try and take care of it, they just sit there. I mean, even if you're both cool with it, and it's hard to uh, get back to when things were super yeah, easy and, and easy going yeah. at the beginning of the relationship. And like relationships from the end of time, they're great uh, material for music. Let me remind our well, uh, audience that we're talking yeah. with uh, Trevor Douglas and his new EP, Four <laughs> in the Morning. And um, I was going to ask, ask you, because I've seen you live, you use two microphones. Do they each do yes. something separate and briefly because we're getting um, a little tight on time? Oh, you're good, bro. So basically, one mic is just for me to sing through, like the regular singing mic, um, and then the other mic goes directly into my loop pedal um, for the looping, uh, okay. and that's the only difference. I, I, I sing straight through one, and they can have that, and they can mix it, and the other one comes out through my pedal, and that's where I record the harmonies, the beatboxing, et cetera, et cetera. Have, have you ever given a performance in which you were out of sync? Uh, plenty. Yeah, not anymore. When I first started, yeah. Um, uh, it, it, very, it, it was very hard for me to – I've been doing this for maybe like using that pedal for about, break, man, five years, what, half a decade, six years. Um, I'm about now. 21. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like it's super easy. Uh, it's okay. just like I'm just on. I, I've spent so much time working on it. All right. Well, I want to play a song that, that on the surface – doesn't really sound like it took a Herculean effort to, to sink it, but, you know, you're going to have to tell us. This is Dandelion. Butterflies are floating like your red hair in the breeze. Spring awakening, new love takes me into lilac dreams 
Nice and gentle. It's one of those songs that is always on top of my playlist. Uh, uh, that that song is so clean and pure. It it. But I suspect that you've got some subtleties in there that aren't apparent on first listen. Is that true? Uh, yeah. In terms of things that it's about, yeah. Like I, when I asked the girl that song was about, when I asked her out, uh, we were in a pond. We were by a pond. We were just sitting outside in the nature, and that's what I wrote it about. Um, and that's, that's where it started off. Um, and then I kind of wrote the rest of the song into existence um, in terms of the end of our relationship. It kind of ended up being a literal exact play-by-play, um, even down to the seasons. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it is. I'll yeah, have to listen a, to it more carefully. <laughs> yeah, right. man. Yeah, there you go. Well, we are about out of time, but uh, I want to uh, give you an opportunity to tell people where they can get your, your new, uh, your new yeah, album, bro. Four in the Morning. Yeah, it's available all platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud. I think it's on Title. Every any anywhere you could, uh, YouTube, anywhere you want to just look up Trevor Douglas Four in the Morning. Uh, it's available. Yeah, well, I I really recommend that people not only look it up but they get themselves a copy. Now I know you're going to be playing at Six Flags, and I I hope that yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be seeing a little more national touring next year. If I you hope do, so too, bro. if you do, let us know. We'll have you back on, and you can talk about oh, man. where, where you. you're going to go. So, uh, because I really enjoy what you do, and, and thank you so much for taking a break from driving down the highway and talking to us this morning. <laughs> My dude, that means so much. I appreciate it. Trevor Douglas, the new album is Four in the Morning. You can get it at his website, and while you're there, check out the great Four in the Morning T-shirts. Uh, nobody else will have one, and they're, they're really, really, really cool. And when he uh, lets us know about his tour next year, we'll let you know, too. Well, that's it. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates and the Artistic Echoes Network in London. If you like our Facebook page, Follow our Twitter feeds. You'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Um, and I want to say that this is the last show for the year. We're, we're taking off for the holidays, and, but we will be back. This is only the final show for 2018. We're going to be back next year on January 11th. We're going to have Lisa Bouchel with us and also a very, very interesting guitar player, Matthias. Now, you're going to really love this one, Matthias. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook and get all the scoop on our guests. Have a great, great musical weekend. See you next year. And I'm going to leave you here with Trevor's song, Stay By Your Side. I see it's on your shoulders Autumn leaves yeah. They change and we feel older He gave his attention to someone else Thought he could leave your heart on a shelf You don't need that couldn't see through all of his lies and starting the fight and no compromise. You don't need that girl. 
Stay by your side. 